And welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. Now with a full staff, it's like uh, hockey. We're, we're uh, the penalty being served by Jim Paulson's over. He's back on the ice after three weeks. Welcome back, sir. <laughs> the penalty being served. Thanks for uh, having me back. I feel like uh, I, I've been released. I've been uh, uh, untethered again. So uh, yeah. it's it's nice to be back talking prep sports. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's jump right in with uh, the, the I guess the most newsiest piece of, of uh, information. It, it, it comes from uh, Wednesday. It was uh, so, so. What do we call that? Is that that's not regular signing day? Is it late signing day? Because we had early signing day in December. What is this? Just normal signing day? I think I think they call it the NCAA's regular signing day. It's okay. a, actually okay. the beginning of the signing period. You know, you okay. have time that you can, so. But okay. most uh, most players, they don't want to wait that long, so they they get their signings done in the early period in, in late December. That's why it, it seems uh, kind of um, redundant to do this again. You know, I we've agree. already publicized a lot of it, and I then agree. we do it again, and then regular signing day a month and a half later. I mean, d- don't get me wrong. We're, I think we're, we're both happy for the kids to have their moment, uh, and that's, that's always a great thing. Uh, but a couple of things that caught your eye had to do with not signings per se, but kids that either made a commitment or haven't yet made a commitment. Who Fill us in on the details. I'm talking about the class of uh, 23. Is that the Gophers got a couple of uh, uh, a couple of commitments from Minnesota kids. One, the big kid out of Cass and Manorville, Reese Tripp. I think last I saw he was like 6'7", 315. I think he was down from the, like, like 380. And so, you know, he's getting himself in shape and getting ready for college football. So, uh, uh, that was a good sign, a good offensive get for the Gophers. Uh, and the best, I think, was uh, Jerome Williams, the, the beast of an offensive lineman at uh, Osseo. I mean, he's he's athletic, he's like big, he's strong, he can move well. Uh, when we were doing our all-metro balloting, his name came up often. Um, and uh, I think we had him as the second-team uh, offensive uh, lineman. He probably should have been first-team because he was that good. So they got a couple of local kids. And the other one that I was wondering about is Jackson Howard. Everybody's wondering where Jackson Howard's going to go, the Cooper tight end defensive lineman. I think he's up to like 55, 56 D1 um, scholarship offers now. That's huge. And we're not just talking, you know, Mid-America Conference thing. We're talking Alabama. We're talking Oklahoma, Georgia, USC. We're talking the the big dogs in uh, college football are offering, uh, have offered Jordan Howard. Um, I'm sorry, Jackson Howard. He uh, he said in December that he was close to making a, a determination where he's going to go, but still hasn't done that yet, and he's picked up a few offers since then. Um, one thing that I noticed, you might be reading too much into it, is he had a, a sounds like he had a really good um, visit with the Gophers, an elite day. That's kind of the terminology P.J. Fleck and his staff use. But it uh, sounds like they were very, very, he's very, very pleased with his uh, visit at the University of Minnesota. It's a positive sign for people that like to see kids stay at home. Although, when you've got the offers that uh, Jackson Howard has, you know, it's, it's it's completely understandable if he goes elsewhere. He, not many times you get to play for you know the top teams in the nation, and he has that opportunity. Well, to your point, I hadn't seen him since until the, uh, pl- the uh, state championship or, or semifinals, and boy, he looks the part. He had to play quarterback in that game, but you could tell who the big bad athlete on the field was, and it was him. So I, I, he, he looks the part, and would be interested to see where he ends up committing to go. Um, the the uh, player that, that I felt good about uh, who signed yesterday, Mason Wilson. He's a defensive lineman from Stillwater. Uh, he was a first-team All-Metro selection. 
And I was really happy. You know, he'd made his verbal commitment back in the middle of December. Um, but I was really happy about that because back in, I guess it was November, uh, uh, Wyzetta uh, played at Stillwater in the uh, in this, this, the play in the, uh, the playoffs. I, I forget which round of 32 that was in or, or Sweet 16 or what, but but they played each other. Wyzetta wins uh, pretty handily, as I recall. And then what I remember after the game was the Wyzetta coach, Lambert Brown, he was walking around after I interviewed him. He's walking around. He's he's say, Where, "Where's that? Where's that Wilson kid? And, you know, where, where's he? Where's he?" And I really want to talk to him and, and encourage him because I thought he was a hell of a football player. And so it made me feel good to see him signing with Duluth uh, and and uh, and furthering his his football career. So that was a that was a, that was a kind of a nice moment out of yesterday to see that. Well, yeah, um, you, you you look at these kids and you, you feel good for them that they have had their. Uh, their time in high school and their athletic careers pay off for them in a college scholarship. We talk a lot about a lot about parents going overboard and seeking college scholarships, but you know it, it is a reward for a lot of these kids to uh, validate them for the hard work and time and effort they put in for it. So it's and and you feel good for them. So it's it's I, I agree with you. It's nice to see a, a kid get rewarded like that. Those are football players that are on to bigger and better things. I want to transition to a local basketball program that's well at, at the very least it's come back to earth and that's Minnehaha boys boys uh, basketball they, they were uh, a, a national had a national presence and and now they're um, they're, they're struggling a bit you know, what what happened over there well I think I think that the talent is gone I mean not seen that not some good players over there they still have a d1 player for, and Prince of Legby who's going to be going to Boston College but it's just not the uh, the uh, depth of talent and high level talent that they've had. I mean, we've been talking about Minnehaha Academy for the past half a dozen years with being on par with some of the best teams in the country. I mean, they played was it two years ago, three years ago in front of 17,000 people at target center uh, against the, the team that uh, from Sierra Canyon in California that uh, had LeBron James and uh, Dwayne Wade's kids playing for them. So, it, and it, they packed the place and that was a team with Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren and, and uh, Hersey Miller and, and a few of these other great players, you know, Caden Johnson. But uh, those players go, kids graduate. You're only in high school for so long. And uh, many ha-has come back down to earth a little bit. Still a very good basketball program, but uh, they, uh, who would have ever thought you'd see Minnehaha ha Academy? They're not ranked in the top 10. And um, who would have thought that you'd see them lose, have a 34-point? I'm sorry, they are ranked uh, number five in Class 2A. I remember they were playing Class 3A. They have a 30-point or four-point loss to a Park Center the other night. So, uh, it's 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 things are back to uh, getting back to normal at Minnehaha Academy. And while their profile is uh, down a little bit, I gotta believe Josh Thoreau is one of the really good guys in local sports. The athletic director over there gotta believe it. So he has a chance to sit back and take a breath without all the uh, the demands on his time right now. Um, and he can go back to being a, an athletic director and mind the athletics at. Uh, at Minnehaha Academy across the board and not be dominated by one sport. Josh, he uh, must be getting a little grumpy. A day ago, he tweeted, when people tweet one of the finest crews in the state, it feels like it's mocking officials, especially when you tweet at every game you go to. Save it for a time when you go to a contest <laughs> that the crew is solid and calls a great game. That's when it will mean something. And I was, I was like, whoa. Because that, that kind of flies in the face of the whole Minnesota State High School League's thank a ref campaign. Um, but, you know, but he's got a point. He's got a point. At some point, it becomes 
Okay. The, once again, the state's best officiating crew. Wow, I thought I'd read about that last night <laughs> somewhere else. You know, but yeah, I, it, I understand. It, it becomes gimmicky, you know. After a while, I think we all know yeah. what he's talking about. It becomes kind of a gimmick, and I know um, when it happens, there's a uh, the a lot of the officials they'd like to get that recognition, but uh, I, I kind of agree with Josh. It, it it seems disingenuous and kind of phony after a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 when I saw that, I was like, hmm. And I thought it might do a little bit better numbers because I, I, I was wondering if he was on the pulse of something. But, but it's, it's kind of doing moderate Twitter because you know, that's how we judge the effectiveness of everything now. Is, is oh, how did it do on Twitter? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's that's what, what else has happened in basketball, boys or girls? That that's uh, that's caught your eye as far as as we're getting into February and now starting to get really meaningful. No, I saw that. Uh, you know. Um... The the top teams in basketball are kind of beating up on each other. So that was that was about a week and a half ago that uh, that uh, um, Park Center beat Tatino Grace, um, and uh, or no, the Tatino Grace beating Park Center. Got to oh, say, I don't even know. Park Center, and then we, Park I'm not even sure. to start that game, but they did not win. That's a Tatino Grace, but then Tatino Grace turned and turned around. I think got beat by uh, by um, Caledonia. Caledonia. Yeah, yeah. That's, and and Eli King. So and then they've always played good good basketball in Caledonia as well as good football. So you know there's there's good basketball going on. Um, girls basketball, with all due respect to to teams in girls basketball, you really need to look no further than the uh, Lake Conference outside of Chaska, where you've got five teams with at least um, thirteen victories and an average records at the top of uh, about fifteen and three. Led by, of course, Hopkins. The uh, um, still only have one loss, and that was to a team that the number one team in the country from uh, uh, Washington D.C. Sidwell Friends. By the way, what kind of a name for a school is that? Sidwell Friends. You see this in schools sometimes. Where does that come from? Sidwell I, Friends. Anyway, enough. I see some of these names sometimes. And I think, really, where does that come from? Anyway, and then you know, in the Lake Conference, you've got Minnetonka, who has kind of flown a little bit under the radar, and that's that's too bad for them because they've been so good with Keanu Lockett, Desiree Ware, and uh, I think it was Elijah Crump, and uh, Emma Dazovich. That's a team with only two losses, and they just beat Chaska on Saturday. Um, and they're uh, that's a team that's number two in that conference, followed up by, I think you've got uh, Eden Prairie and Wyzetta and St. Michael Alberville. That's five very, very good uh, basketball teams. I just was amazed when I saw Minnetonka's a road uh, schedule over the past uh, less than a week. They were uh, at um, Chaska. They were at um, Wyzetta, and which is what has a, a future gopher in Mara Braun. And uh, it was uh, at Wyzetta, at Wyzetta, at Chaska, and then at Hopkins. After two games like that at Wyzetta and Chaska, they get rewarded by having to go to Hopkins. And, you know, they got thumped. Uh, Hopkins is that good. But that means nothing. That's going to be. A, that's a very, very good basketball team. As we saw last year, you know, getting thumped in the regular season doesn't necessarily mean anything. You get to the playoffs. It can. You can always. Anybody can win. Chaska proved that last year. So that girls basketball, you know, I said it at the start of the year. I'll repeat it again. If you want to see a good game, you're guaranteed to get something good in the Lake Conference. Yeah, yeah. Good to see they have something going. They've been long suffering over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those poor kids. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm hockey 
you know, last week we had the battle of the the number ones at the time, uh, Andover girls, still number one in class 2A. Uh, War Road might be as well. I, 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 I didn't have that. I thought I had that available to me, but I guess I don't. But, um, you know, so they played. It was a three to one game uh, and over one. It, um, it was a uh, empty net goal. So essentially a one goal game for, mo- for throughout most of it. And, uh, you know, I think both teams showed well. And, and, and the point of this, about what I got into in my story was this was a game uh, that, really benefited from just being able to happen last year it wasn't and uh and so to be, get to get a quality uh, matchup like that particularly as you get down to the stretch of the end of the final stretch of the regular season i think it's good for both programs and they, they both gained a lot from it rather than smoking somebody from their from their conferences because they're they're so far ahead of, of the competition that that's local to them um but then in, in looking at the uh we'll keep with girls then we'll, we'll start looking at the the streaks that, that some of some of these programs are on uh, are, are fairly impressive. Some of them, some of them you kind of expected. Uh, you know, Andover we mentioned they 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 haven't lost yet. Uh, they're, that, that's they're, quite a streak. Yeah, twenty three in a row. And and la- if you go back to last year, they only lost once. You know, they lost in the championship game. So they they have a a remarkable winning percentage going over these last few years. Well, that's what they say. Uh, so you do, if you're gonna go, might as well go big. You know, you lose yeah. lose a big game. Yeah, you know, and uh, motivate you for the next year. Yeah, but Old St. Margaret's is one ten, and of course they today they had a, a little uh, thing at, at school where they uh, dressed up in, in their USA garb and, and they were uh, supporting uh, girls hockey coach Kelly Panic, who's participating with the women's Olympic team, uh, and uh, they they beat Finland today. So that's. Uh, or last night, I, I don't remember what time zones or what, but uh, there are, the U.S. women are off to a good start, and, and Benilde St. Margaret is, is, is behind Kelly all the way. Uh, and then the one that that uh, really caught my eye was Burnsville. They've won 14 in a row. And last year, coming out of Section 3, uh, it was Eastview that, that advanced to the state tournament. The year before that, it was Burnsville. So Burnsville's not completely uh, out of the blue, uh, but – but that's a big, that's a good number for them, you know, considering they were about a 500 team uh, when this streak, before this streak started. Now they're 18, four and one. So good for Burnsville, good for the Blaze to, to be showing well and uh, and getting hot here at that down the stretch. Kind of a blast um, from the past for me with Burnsville because they were good, you know, back in the early days of girls hockey. And I, I think one of the best girls hockey players in, in state history was Laura Solominski. She was a Burnsville grad, wasn't she? So that's I, correct. I, 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 so uh, it's good to see teams that were good for a long time, you know, back on top. I mean, Roseville would be yeah. another one I'd like to I'd like to see because Roseville was so good for so many years. Yeah, Burn, all right, switching to boys, we'll, we'll start with Benilde St. Margaret's. They they have won 13 in a row, so they're they're really gotten on top of their game and are playing very well. Ken Pauley's got them going. Uh, Creighton Durham Hall, they have won 11 in a row, and and that was good enough to to put them uh, number one this week in the Let's Play Hockey Coaches Poll. They they uh, they ousted Andover, uh, who had held that spot for a few weeks, uh, but now Creighton Durham Hall's in it. And then, uh, head coach Matt Funk, he already went into coaching mode. He was <laughs> he was saying on one of the social media outlets, yeah, it's great, but you know you don't win anything in February, so let's let's it's, it's put up or shut up time. Let's let's kind of show where we are and let's keep this rolling. Let's let's take, stay on top of our game. So sounds like he was so they, t- sending a message to uh, fans and parents that uh, don't get too excited, <laughs> you know. Right, right. 
Meanwhile, if you're a Hastings fan, go ahead and get excited. Your, your Raiders have won 13 in a row. That's great. Yeah, that's a that's a great number for them. They haven't heard much from them that down in Section One is always you know which Lakeville is going to come out on top this year. Uh, but but Hastings showing some really good stuff uh, with what they're doing. They're undefeated in their section right now. So good for the Raiders, and and uh, we'll see if they're able to keep that going. This isn't the the Hastings of uh, of Jeff Tafe though, right? That's 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 a few years back we're still talking. Few years. It does <laughs> okay, I'm dating myself. I'm back to the, the um and, and the Jeff Tafe probably the best known, but you know what? You had Danny Welch. Dan Welch, yeah. Ben son of the, the son of the coach. The um Yeah. Ben Tharp. Those three well. guys went to uh Ben Ben didn't stick around. Uh Danny flunked out and had to come back, which he did, and, and he participated and was a, a an important member of their that championship team in two thousand and two. Um Jeff, of course, had probably the most decorated college year. He left a year, he left after his junior year. It would have been cool to see him uh stick around for one more. And then the goaltender was none other than Ben Utech, uh, who you know, who went on to do pretty well for himself in football. So you got those four guys plus yeah, uh, was it Mike Bauer? Was that the basketball player? Yep. Yeah. Played so you. It, remember, it was a big deal that all five of those Hastings guys not only gone Division One out of the same class, but are all we're all going to the U at the time. So I remember that was a huge deal at the time. You know, speaking now we're coming full circle with signing day and recruiting and everything else. That was as big a recruiting news as as we saw. You know, uh, it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was the the halcyon days at Hastings. There's no doubt about that. That's right. That's the only time um, I'll ever be able to say Halcyon on this broadcast. So <laughs> that pitch. Keep that. Use I'm, not you sure if I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm using it right. I just like to say it. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I, we'll, we'll go with it until someone, <laughs> until someone points it out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's everything that gets us all caught up. Unless there's anything we we missed that needs to be mentioned about what's what we've seen, what's to come, anything like that. Uh, no, I mean it's it's, it's your typical uh, end of the uh, end of the year. There's going to be some, there's always big games every week. You can there's always a good basketball game or a good uh, a good hockey game you can be fine somewhere. And you know what? There might be a good wrestling match of a tour or gymnastics meet too. There's lots of good uh, uh, sports going on. The thing is, you have the chance to do that. If you didn't get a chance to do that last year, and a lot of people didn't for the past years, now you've got a chance to get out and actually see the games that you didn't get to see last year. So make an effort to go do that. Yeah, well, well said. Well, very good. Well, thanks for uh, listening. And again, welcome back, Jim, uh, back where you belong. And we'll uh, we'll talk to all you listeners here again soon. In the meantime, check our workout, StarTribune.com, the variety of uh, MN softball, baseball, basketball, whatever hubs.com. We got it all covered for you. So thanks for listening. And, and we'll talk to you here soon.